So I've got Olivia Bentley and Bella Campbell today. The sort of common part was that we both lacked confidence sexually. Girls have messaged you about um, hair loss. You spoke really openly about that. I'd never even heard of alopecia. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. And because Instagram wasn't a thing, no one... It just wasn't spoken about. So whereas now, I think a lot more people are more open. When you were younger, you went through quite a taxing experience, physical health, your mental health. Yeah. I was on a job, collapsed, and they were like, oh, you've got glandular fever, or it's just flu. And I was like, this does not feel like that. Anyway, an MRI scan later, swollen brain. Was there encephalitis? My body had just basically given up. Encephalitis is so serious. Anything that knocks you in some way is going to affect your confidence. You'll find out for yourself what works for, for yeah. you. The one thing that I found really helped and still helps now is... Um, Hi, I'm Dr. Jane Leonard. I'm a GP and cosmetic doctor, and this is The Confidence Clinic. Every week, I'm going to be sitting down with different guests to talk about their life story. We're going to talk about how they got to where they've got, the challenges they've overcome along the way, and how confidence has played a role in their journey. So thank you for joining me, girls. So I've got Olivia Bentley and Bella Campbell today. So we're talking about everything related to confidence again. So the Confidence Clinic, the main thing about it is talking about life experiences, good and bad, that end up building, restoring, enhancing our confidence. So talking about your stories as your friendship and moving forward about your business. So tell me, how did you two first meet and become friends? <laughs> 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 we should come up with something slightly more professional than this. So Bella and I first met in our friend's kitchen and Bella turned to me and she was like, do you want to go on a dirty weekend to Ibiza? I was like, yes, leave the boyfriend at home. Um, anyway, that is actually how we became friends. We didn't yeah. go to Ibiza, but... You didn't actually do it? No, not no. in the end. Oh. I wonder how our friendship would have turned out if we had gone. Well, we actually ended up being quite sensible and we'd started then getting you into a routine after that. The next morning, got up yeah. early and walked like the two bridges near where we live along the river, stomping the streets, talking about life. <laughs> talking, and that's, I think that's when I turned to you and I said, is it weird that I fake orgasming? And I can't remember if you were, no, I think you said to me. What, that was on your first walk when you first? Yeah, because <laughs> I think Bella and I just clicked. You know, sometimes when you've got those yeah. friends that you can just feel like you can talk about anything and there's like no judgment, there's nothing. And I think we that was like how our friendship started. Started, yeah. just talking about everything we're both quite open yeah and I think we <laughs> come from back to maybe too open like <laughs> I gave Bella's mum for Christmas <laughs> a vibrator <laughs> and my mum was very grateful and some lingerie um and so we had this conversation and then I think literally from that we then started talking more about so many different things sex yeah. related and then eventually that's how we started Jomo yeah. Right. Um, so that's how you bonded initially. You yeah. felt really open, confident, safe to share with you about your yeah. sex life. Because not many people talk about it. I mean, it's something that we all maybe think about, but talking about these things and sharing them, well, it only has to get really bad for you to say, God, this has happened to me. Yeah. This has ever happened to you. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, isn't it? Going, is it normal? Or yeah. have you ever done this? Or what do you think of this? And that is that literally it. You're like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. But it's so interesting how, but everyone I feel like has gone through the same thing. Like the amount of conversations we've had between us, I'm pretty sure everyone would have thought about the same thing. Yeah. Like it's so... In some way. Yeah. That is definitely a thing, definitely with girls, I think, well, more than guys, obviously, that orgasms or sexual pleasure or like sexual wellness, that's your brand's all about. People don't talk about it. People don't share it. And you yeah. don't really know what's right for you until you Try start it. to explore it. Yeah. But also, I think it's so different for girls than it is for guys. Like, it's so guys are like, oh, you're won't. Like, girls don't. I don't know, I think girls don't put themselves first when it comes to what they want sexually. And it's like, in my mentality towards sex was very much like, oh, once the guy's 
I was about, I don't know, came just, oh, I kind of just couldn't <laughs> get the words out. Um, once they've like orgasmed, that's it, that's sex yeah. done. Forgetting that actually girls need to enjoy it too. And that's why you say to Bells, why do I, what, what's the point of me faking it? Because I thought that's what sort of almost it was, that was it kind of thing. And also that's what you thought needed to Guys be done. wanted yeah. Also for their confidence, your confidence. I dread to think there's noises I was putting on, oh, by the God. way. <laughs> Can't and be also, right. also that is the thing. We live in such an overly <laughs> sexualized world, but not necessarily sex positive. Yeah. So what we're taught is necessarily not the right things. Sorry, sex scenes in films. I don't think I've ever had sex in a doorway. I don't think that's possible. Standing upright. It never quite works, does it's it? It's never. No, you're sort of Unless you're on like... <laughs> Oh, just on the sofa's fine, but <laughs> but it's like that thing, or you thinking the worst case scenario is when you you would just want to go just get it over with. Yeah, and that is so the wrong thing. That's in when that you'd situation. like go flip it to doggy. That'll make them go. <laughs> <laughs> so from this point, then how? What were the next steps in? Your friendship, let's talk about that first. So you obviously bonded on, sort of say, sex level, that sounds wrong. <laughs> Luckily, we've never shared partners. <laughs> or each other. <laughs> no, no. So, and then we just, I, don't, I think it must have been a year after we sort of first met that then it was beginning of lockdown. And we, I, it was literally just from those conversations that we just talked more and more about it and then eventually got on to talking about going on being on medication and how not medication but what affects your sex life and like and oh, down okay. there and then that's how we got onto it because yeah. Bella went through stuff when she was younger and vice versa yeah we both did I think it was overall what we realized was the the sort of common part was that we both lacked confidence sexually which is how we then you know yeah. and gender. generally like it filters into so many different aspects of life like confidence and also then you know if if what we're doing, like our teaming together of my background with the wellness and the and the ingredient side that I'm really interested in and Liv's platform to be able yeah. to speak and share yeah. and things that Liv's been through, actually together we were like, if we can do something where we can help others that we also believe in and want to talk about and where we all learn and can help together, yeah. then that's surely going to, you know... And I think our biggest thing actually was more just like making you feel confident. I think that's like when, like, what when you were younger made you feel more confident, or you didn't, or did you not? No, I was awful. I was painfully shy. Yeah, me too. And like, wouldn't even say yeah. boo to a goose to the point where I'd get my brother to ask a waiter for a glass of water. I mean, how pathetic really? is that? Yeah, I was the same. I had this brush, uh, blushing problem every time I'd speak or someone give me attention. My face, really? would, even if I was trying to hold together, literally would be like a raspberry, or even I think it's time to turn blue. You <laughs> 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 went purple, honestly. And I don't. When I look now and think I'm doing things even like this, how have I changed my mindset? And I suppose that's the purpose of all the Rive Call It the Confidence. Yeah. It's about putting yourself forward, taking chances, you know, building your confidence in that and way. embracing yourself and realizing. But it takes time. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think we actually had it easier probably growing up now to what teenagers oh, do. Oh my God. God. Yeah. I would not, by the way, you'd have to pay serious money to be a teenager now. I mean, I, I, I mean social media is a blessing, but also, I think. Here we are when it's actually a platform we all use. Mm. But I think it's so detrimental to people's yeah. well-being. Like the pressures that we think of what society, in inverted commas, says yeah. we should be like or what we think we should now be like is like it's so far 
gone that we forget it's okay just to be you and if something's not right and you don't feel good then it's okay to talk and normalizing things that are actually normal yeah I mean and to your point it's take it's taken me and I'm like nearly 40 all this time to grow my confidence so if I was kind of putting my my life your facial friends whatever always in the public domain and where you don't really know who you are yeah like you know, you can easily make mistakes or do things that will really impact you and, you know, moving forward and getting over that. And then it's yeah. recorded for life as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, we didn't even like, have that. Perception to be perfect the whole time. Like, I look at it, when I get messages from girls who, like, go through hair loss, I think, they're like, oh, like, they're really miserable about it. But it's because they see so many stunning people yeah. out there, like, physically stunning. And I, I don't know, I, I think it's just so, like... Living their best life. Living their best life, which, to be honest, they're probably not living their best life. I actually am convinced the more you, like, post your shit on social media, the more unhappy you actually yeah. are. Yeah. Like... Because you're seeking affirmation. Yeah. From others. I mean, I can't talk. I love putting a little selfie up. <laughs> Bikini one for the likes. <laughs> no, but I'm not being funny. If I send you a bit of shit, I, I probably would put a photo up just to get, like, a few compliments here and there. Well, that's a good thing, though. I don't that, think that's a bad thing. I think there's pros and cons to all of it, and I think it's just... But is it, though? Is well, it a good thing? You know, that's the question that yeah. then it boils down to. Should we not be able to, like, go from ourselves? It, yeah, you know, we like ourselves from the inside. We don't need other people to tell us we're good. It but doesn't what, matter necessarily. It's a good thing to have the confidence to put yourself out there and know what potentially might boost you or make you feel better. Yeah, Mark from way. Liverpool, if that the is aubergines. The I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Flames. <laughs> Thank you. Sliding into the DMs. <laughs> so there's two important points we just discussed there. So I want to just go back to talking about Jomo with the birth of Jomo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when, what do you think is the main things that cause women in general to have so many confidence issues related to their sexuality, sexual confidence, sexual wellness. What do you think from your experience can be applied to many other people, do you think? I I think a lot of women are nervous and scared of possibly not wanting, probably, I don't know, I think maybe people find it hard to figure out what it is they want. And I don't think it's yeah. always easy to say to a partner, listen, perhaps we do this position or perhaps we try this or something else. I don't know, I think women are, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just a bit scared. I don't know. I don't think there's one rule that fits all. Yeah. And I think everyone will have something that is their own nuance yeah. thing. So it could be anything from going through menopause, childbirth, your weight, um, something that happened in the past with a previous partner. Mm. The fact that you still haven't quite got to know yourself and don't know how to express what you want or feeling like, you just want to please your partner and also thinking that the end goal is always about the orgasm when actually yeah, it's, yeah, you exactly. know, there are so many different things that I don't necessarily think there's one aspect. I also don't think things like porn help because I think yeah. women have this idea of what they're meant to be like. And I, yeah, it's definitely not like that. And I think it's one of those things that you kind of, many people, particularly when I was young, didn't really talk about it. And you kind of learn by doing it. But you don't know yeah. if you're doing it right. It takes a long time to kind of like get yeah, confidence yeah. in that way. So if you have your confidence knocked, you're going to go even further backwards because yeah. you're just going to go more into your shell about it. Yeah. And it's so easy for a bloke to knock a girl's confidence, especially yeah. in the bedroom, because it's your most like vulnerable. Yeah. And then those things stick with you. Yeah. Even if they don't mean to. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, we always had in our head, if, if if someone didn't orgasm, then it meant the sex wasn't good. And why we were all taught that when we were young. Why? Sorry, actually, why like did that? we think that? If a guy didn't come, it just means because you assume it's because you're 
shit or you're doing something wrong when actually and we we speak about this a lot we and we get lots of um do we get a message about it we get so Bella and I obviously see all the like testimonials that people send through and loads of people always give which we they're like appreciate yeah, yeah we love actually yeah. but give their feedback on the product and there's so many and having actually spoken to some guys they're the way they look at it is so the opposite of the way girls are thinking so we automatically think it's us but the guys are actually it's them who are either nervous they're the ones who are feel like oh, who are scared and like it's yeah. so it's just so interesting how I don't know how the pressures on both is. sides. Yeah. yeah, but the communication often isn't there, is it? That's you're think... thinking one thing, they're thinking something yeah. else. That's that's it. You don't fancy me. That's it. I'm. And shit, that's I don't why know what we started Jomo. Is it's like yeah. the communication, empowering, which is such an overused word, yeah. but giving confidence to everyone. Um, but also, I was with Jomo as well. I think sometimes sex isn't just about wham bam, thank you, man, kind of thing. It's like taking your time actually enjoying it and like even the process of getting Jomo applying, do you know what I mean? Like even yeah. that like three minutes is already making it more of a like, rom- nor- I don't know, more of a romantic You're building exploration kind of yeah. and bonding between yourself if it's solo play or with a partner. And like Liv says, like with Jomo, you t- take your bottle or whatever and because it's a multifunctional oil from body oil to yeah, massage. Actually, to, really, actually you can put it anywhere. It. And it's lickable. <laughs> yeah. I keep having to remind everyone. <laughs> lickable, not drinkable. Don't lickable. drink it. So um, it's, talk us exactly what it is. So it's a CBD. It's a CBD mm. body massage and arousal oil. So it's all 100% natural, all vegan. But it basically works as, it's got like vitamin E and so it's great for your skin. But it's also, we were, this is how also we got created the formula for Jomo is trying to find something that was like pH neutral because obviously yeah, women yeah. suffer loads down there with whether it's shower gels or anything really knocks your pH balance so this is like neutral so it won't affect that um and you can pretty much put it anywhere yeah Amazing. so yeah it's all it's all natural with the ingredients and the CBD is our hero ingredient yes so it um not only acts as like a muscle relaxant for people that might find discomfort during intercourse but also it, it stimulates blood flow. Blood flow. Yeah, Which so heightens. then, yeah. And it's so Sensation. calming as well, isn't it? So in those situations, it can make you feel more relaxed yeah. mentally as well. And I love the smell of it. Yeah, I think it's not too overpowering. It's not like that sticky strawberry stuff that you're cracking off. Oh, your and not slimy. Oh. And you know, you like when you're massaging it in, you can let the botanicals sink into the skin. They then work their magic. You can use it on your partner, on yourself, your partner on you. And you know, even sometimes outside the bedroom. You know, I'll put it on my shoulders yeah, just yeah. to like calm myself if I'm feeling a little bit. Yeah. And um, and also the bottle. Like one thing we wanted is, you know, when you look at other brands and they have the plastic bottles and they're sort of slipping out your hand and they're smelling gross and they're really slimy and you're like, this is not yeah. the one. <laughs> we wanted something that yeah. looked elegant and also yeah. yeah, and trying to like I think change the stigma that surrounds whether it's like masturbation or just sex generally because I think there is such like association when you talk about especially female masturbation I suppose if you when you talk about it people are like people assume it's seedy like there's something yeah, there's seedy exactly. connotations so with it actually. when it shouldn't be like it actually is quite and I hate the word again but empowering like it is a very yeah I don't know so we wanted something that looked like yes. a perfume bottle that you wouldn't be embarrassed to have on your bedside table because as much as Bella and I are confident in discussing our sex lives not everyone is and so it was like a sort of side of 
And don't get like, don't get me wrong. Like I say, oh, you know, I love talking about it. I love talking about it because I find it interesting and I never, you know, I like learning and I like seeing what people say, but I still get nervous. Like if I am going to sleep, I mean, obviously now I'm engaged. Like (laughs) I can't say if I'm going to sleep with a new partner, obviously that is not going to happen. But in the past, you know, of course you're going to get nervous. Like, you know, it's, it's new territory. It's like vulnerable. You're like showing your bare self. I don't think I have had, well, not that I've got one of those I've got a boyfriend, but I don't, I haven't had the first time I've ever slept with anyone, I've been drunk. I don't think I could do it sober, like a new well, again, person. That's all to do with confidence, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I'd... like, yeah. The Dutch courage well, of some people. that's not ideal either, is it? No. No. Because then you're not being necessarily your true down. version of yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely thought I was a porn star, but sure. I think it's great though, it's something that you can use on your own and with a partner and it's yeah. encouraging both sides of it. And mainly for you to feel comfortable in yourself and find out what works for you i suppose because also there's a whole thing about masturbation as a like that's like good like the mental health side of it as well as like taking time and that's how we came up with the name for jomo was joy of missing out and like really take like experiencing the here and now taking time for yourself as well as like Mm. being with a partner so important yeah that's so important it's such a great name because it does and jealous with with that um As in it starts with, I'm jealous of my orgasm. Yeah, we hashtagged jealous of my orgasm. So it's the joy of missing out, but we also then have played on the the words. Both work. Well done us. Well done us. (laughs) Um, Going back to what you're saying, Liv, before about girls and message you about um, hair loss. You spoke really openly about that. Oh, yeah. So how did that affect you? Well, I actually think I was almost lucky because social media was not a thing, but I was like 16. 15, 16, and clumps of my hair started coming out and I sort of had, like, the odd bald patch around my head. Um, and I'm trying to think. My confidence was... Sh- yeah, it, it was not great at all. Like, and then I got into wearing wigs and all that stuff. It got worse when I joined Made in Chelsea because I'd get all these comments. And it, I said this the other day on a podcast, actually. In my eyes, I don't think my hair looked bad. Like, I've seen clips back and I thought it looked normal. <laughs> but everyone was like, you bald bitch, go and grow some hair. Like, really savage Joking. stuff. Yeah, and then that's when I was like, oh, God, everyone thinks I'm really ugly. I should. I need long blonde hair to look attractive, and that was like my view on hair for like so long. How old are you then when all that was kicking off? So that was when I was on. I was about twenty, twenty-one. I mean, at any age, I don't know why I ask you age because at no, any but age, it's awful. But at that age, like going back to what we were saying before about building up who oh, you are, and it's and when you're but when I actually first got it, so I wasn't obviously on the show. I was still at school when I was sixteen. No one gives a fuck about your personality; they just care about the way you look. Like yeah. it's and it's and to be a girl age sixteen, I hadn't grown a pair of tits at that point because I was pretty underdeveloped then my hair was falling out I was like I'm basically a bloke and like I oh, felt so unattractive <laughs> and then yeah it was just it was quite hard actually and I went to a code school um but it got worse actually when I left school and then yeah and then I just used to cover it up with wigs and put do all the things that you're not meant to do to your hair um <clears throat> yeah and then then and then weirdly in the last like two years it's sort of been fine I don't know maybe I think but you I went brunette as well I went when brunette. you stopped and like you started really like in embracing just just yeah Yeah, just but i would bleach it so much because when you have darker hair it's obvious where the bald patches are and i remember i was babysitting these kids once they're like oh what's that i was like that's my bald head you cheeky didn't say the word obviously um but that's and then and then yeah it's sort of yeah basically if you've got hair don't put hair extension do not bleach your hair just leave it alone i mean and it's kind of like sometimes a vicious circle because a lot of it hair loss it it can be medically related to stuff like like pregnancy well mine was from the pill 
Really? Yeah. So, because, and, and, but yeah, it was a whole, I, I didn't even know that was a side effect of the pill. And I'd literally been on it for two months because I remember when I, my mum took me to the doctor. Because at first I thought I'd just ripped it out with a hairbrush and it was like my hair was wet. Anyway, it just never came back. So we went to the doctor and they were like, oh, it was alopecia areata. Yeah. And um, I was like, what? And they were like, have you been on the pill recently? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, that's it. I was like, great. So I came off the pill, still didn't grow back. Um, but it took like a good five years for it all to eventually. Yeah. Because when it first happens, it just can stress and well will stress you out. Oh my god! And don't. then stress is adds and on. To everyone says you just don't stress about yeah. it. Well, your hair's not coming out the shower, yeah. is it? Like you're <laughs> standing, yeah. like molting. Like, and then you're like, how to kind of break that cycle and have some kind of plateau yeah. in the effects of it. But yeah, because as as female, but also as guys, I say that as girls. I think the girls is a bit it, harder though. Yeah. Like particularly, like you say, it's the stereotypical thing of what makes you feel feminine, yeah. what makes you feel sexy, and, and what, what makes, makes you, you more confident. girlier than your hair. And I think for so many people, everyone's hair is like their crown. Like I don't know, do you know what I mean? It's it's sort of yeah, I don't know. So I sort of learned to just not give a fuck about my hair because I'm never gonna have thick, long, luscious hair, and just yeah, try and work on my personality. <laughs> <laughs> How has that then experience helped you now confidence-wise, like making a get the silver lining out of it all? So actually when I then eventually, so I when I joined Chelsea was about seven years ago and I spoke about it three years in, I'd say, because I had my short hair, which I thought was fine, got loads of comments and then I started wearing a wig. And then the show were like, would you ever want to talk about why you're wearing a wig? So then I was like, oh, okay, fine. And I was really nervous about doing it. I was like, oh, people are going to think I'm nuts or people are going to be like, what the fuck? Anyway, spoke about it on the show and then had I've never had so many nice messages from so many people. Really? And also so many people saying they went through the exact same thing from the exact same pill. And they're like, they're so glad that I spoke about it because no one ever talks about it. And when I was younger, when I was 16 and I got it, I'd never even heard of alopecia. Like it wasn't, yeah. and because Instagram wasn't a thing, no one, it just wasn't spoken about. So whereas now I think a lot more people are more open about talking about it and, and, and realise honestly so how many people suffer with it. Mm. Teenage girls, so many. And also now because of the stress of everything, like exams, lockdown, I think caused a lot of yeah. things for girls. People, um, it just me as being a GP, like a lot of people who had COVID experience, not yeah. during it, but the stress and intensity of the illness all of the on the physical and mental health, because obviously who knew what was happening during that time in the world. So like yeah. people lost their hair often as a, on the side effects of that because it affected so many people. You've yeah. seen it loads and loads and it's just a matter of like keeping your fingers crossed, looking after yourself. Yeah. Don't be stressed. All the usual things. <laughs> just don't stress about it. But it's a bit tricky. Yeah. Sure, babes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, then with time, you know, it, it does resolve and yeah, yeah. it starts to grow back. But it's, it's that uncertainty and uncertainty causes so much stress and is another sort of impact yeah because I, I didn't know i mean i actually in the big scheme of things was really lucky like mine was nothing compared to what some people like some people lose all their every hair on their body like mine yeah, was, yeah. Well, mine was not that at all but i was very much like is it eventually gonna just all of it come out or i didn't really know and no one can really tell you anything because it's and not it's no one knows unknown, isn't it? yeah it's so personal to you mm. bella before we started chatting before um I was going to say on air, but we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. You were talking about um, when you were younger, you went through quite a taxing experience, physical health, your mental health. Yeah. Um, so I, I basically just um, burning the candle, you know, thinking we're invincible. Yeah. Doing my day job, working as a makeup artist. And then, um, you know, in the evening when you're freelance, you know, you, you want to top up your account fingers and pies. So I just... What does that mean? 
fingers oh. in all parts. <laughs> yeah, well, hello. Uh, I was, what does it mean? Uh, Joma. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, I worked on nightclub doors. Not okay, as like yeah. a bouncer, but you know, with, the, with a clipboard. You know, the, I, I know. You we, I would love to look into this because I swear to God, I would have been fifteen and you would have been on the door. <laughs> yeah. Me with my 20, jelly boobs, by the way, which are great. Like this, and, then and me all with my all hair. my layers as a Michelin man, not being able to move my arms because it was so bloody cold in winter. Um, so yeah, I was the door bitch. You know, that would say, "Oh, can you come and can you not?" Anyway, and then added stress of just various things in personal life all played a role into then my body, which I wasn't listening to and mm. giving it enough love. And, you know, also I wanted to do everything. I didn't want to miss out. And then eventually your body goes, <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. And it just literally packed up. I was on a job, collapsed. And they were like, oh, you've got glandular fever. Or it's just flu. And I was like, this does not feel like that. Anyway, an MRI scan later, swollen brain. Was there encephalitis? My body had just basically given up. Encephalitis is so serious. Um, I... So it was uh, so it was Emmy, chronic fatigue of what they used to call yuppie flu. So it wasn't even really a thing. Obviously, only I could get a problem that was called <laughs> Emmy me. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, you you lose. I, I I got to the point where you know you lose all the things that you take for granted. Yeah. You know, just being able to get up and go for a walk. You know, sometimes having no, not even enough energy, and your head pounding so much you can't even get yourself to the loo. Um, Jesus. And you realise in the end, like, A, who your friends are, B, what your priorities are, and then C, there's actually no real cure. Um, and I didn't want to read about what everyone else was, do like, had and how they, what their symptoms yeah. were. Because I was like, that is that is only going to be a negative spiral for me, self-checking every day. Um, all I wanted to know was what other people had done to help themselves. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing. Either you go, oh, poor me, poor me, or you go... Right, I'm gonna suck this up and I'm gonna get better. How long do you think until you had that? Like when you first happened, was the turning point when you were like, "I'm actually gonna help myself now." Did you wallow in it? Not wallow in it, but like were you a bit like I was so out of it. I think really? for so yeah. long, sleeping so much and like the excruciating pain that it wasn't until then that it would then start starting to switch. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think um, it, you know it. It did affect the confidence side because you're, what are your abilities left with? But it was yeah. the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm totally fine now. Um, found some amazing things that helped. They're all a bit, probably a bit woo-woo, but love that. And um, yeah. <laughs> lips licking. I love when you say woo-woo, it makes me think of you going out and hugging trees and being like, <laughs> yeah. licking bark. Help me, yeah. help me, give me love. Um, but, you know, you realise what's important and um, you reassess your life and always know that you're you know without your health you actually can't do anything yeah. and um you and your gratitude changes like you know the things that are important then were different to now you you know Liv and I both have like these habits now where we get up really early we love walking you know both of us I think when we're like you on it yeah <laughs> when I say on it I mean like on the the, the positive yeah, side yeah. is getting up and like walking and getting that really really and just being fucking routine. grateful like I know that sounds bad but I think I, I don't know I, I wonder whether people I don't know I, I worry not wonder that people aren't as grateful as they used to be but like we're all no I don't know I always think no one's died like no one's died you're we have so much to be yeah. grateful for like we should actually don't know take it in our stride yeah. almost and I was just going to say, I think, um, firstly, th thanks for sharing that because it's only when really bad things happen to you, you really take stock. Mm. And talking about health things, obviously me me being medical, like encephalitis and ME are both massive things and particularly encephalitis. That's a life-threatening thing. 
You know what I mean? You said your brain swells, something like that to happen to you. Even that and then maybe, you know, the aftermath of the recovery, the strain it was on your body, not what potentially led up to it, but having it, getting over it. Actually, like, going through that when you're so young, when you weren't anticipating it. I can't yeah. And it's really isolating as well, I think. Anything like that It was really isolating. Yeah, I think, but I, I, you know, however crap it is, there's always someone that's going through something worse and it's all relative. But then what you always say to me is that everyone's different. Like, it does just because someone's going through something worse, which actually completely defeats what I just said a minute ago, but like, just because someone's, someone's going through something worse, it doesn't mean what yours, you're not going yeah. through something serious. Yeah, that I, yeah, that is true. There's, you know, there's a balance to it, isn't yeah. it? There's always something going through worse, but actually what you're going through is valid to yourself at mm, that time. Okay. Like, it's okay to feel and it's good to feel. Um, Yes, I'm lucky, you know, I func in I function great now in my eyes yeah. in adverted commas. You, you do function great. <laughs> and um but yeah, it, you know, I think anything that knocks you in some way is going to affect your confidence and it will be down to you to find what is your little your little tools that help you get by in life. And that is that, that is down to only you. You can have people help guide you. But you'll find out for yourself what works for for yeah. you. Mm. You know that's great advice. Definitely. Yeah. What did you change at the time when you kind of come through it? You were like, God, I was literally, to use your terms, burning the candle at both ends. But I've done that. Like it's in a situation where you don't realise you do it because your mind's on the jet stream. Your your focus it does show to the power of the mind in some ways that you kind of can shut out your body to a certain extent until it goes, hang on, enough's enough, and I'm yeah. out. And then you literally are out. For yeah, because your adrenal glands start running yeah. on overdrive. Your cortisol levels are through the roof. You're running on adrenaline. You don't adrenal stop. And your body, yeah. And your body's just going, going, going. Until your body go, you know, unless you listen to it. And actually, that is my only advice. Listen to your body yeah. and take time for yourself. Hence, Jomo, the joy of missing out. It's okay not to yeah. say uh, yes to now. everything. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do everything. Do what actually fills your soul. I know, I was going to say, I think that's why lockdown actually was helpful in so many ways because I think so. everyone is so like, to stop. what's happening this weekend? What are we doing then? Like trying to do this like fast-paced lifestyle, which not everyone actually, I don't enjoy all that. And like actually taking time literally just to, you do you. Yeah, and that is that is our thing, yeah. Jomo, joy mm. of missing out. It's okay not to say yes to everything. Listen to your body. Do the things that also fill you with joy. It sounds selfish, but actually you're not because everything comes yeah. back down to you. If you... If you are feeling good and settled in yourself, you've got stuff in your tank for yourself, but then you've also got yeah. enough in your tank for the people around you that you love and care about. So I think that would be my my parting words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If... No, I like that. No, 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 it's so true. And I think it's really an important point of that again, that when negative things happen to you, and obviously that was a massive um, chapter in your life, that you know, you've kind of took a step back from it, made changes, and it turned out to be a good thing. Mm. Like you say put things into perspective, and like, I mean, I used you to know be yourself an, yeah. better because of it. I used to be a night owl, and now I'm like, I love a morning. Yeah. The earlier the better. I'd love to get up before the world starts. I mean, Liv is the same. She gets up at like five and she's already on it, like doing her walk, doing her exercise yeah. and getting her brain and gear for the day, you know, and that like it's everything. Everyone has different things that mm. they enjoy. And it's like whatever releases those chemicals in your body of like the different yeah. endorphins, dopamine, whatever it is that gets you. I think as well that's a good point because it shows how you can change as a person like you can be one time like a night owl and being all about seeing your friends going out doing that chapter but you can also change like I think people yeah. sometimes think that this you know if you if you want to change it can be done mm. you just you've just got to mean it and commit to it yeah yeah totally that's so true 
But yeah, yeah self-care is very important physically yeah. and mentally. Um, God, I'm so glad you said self-care and not self-love. I was reading something that I hate the expression self-love for masturbation. <laughs> Love. A bit of self-love. <laughs> Sounds really, really niche, doesn't it? I loved what you... What, what were you doing in that room? Self-love. What was the word that you said in... Uh, oh, rambly vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> what? Rambling vibrations. No, no, rambly. Not oh. even rambling. I was, just, I was reading like a thing on a vibrator and ex- express it as rambly vibrations. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, God. So I suppose, girls, to sum up what we're talking about, what are your advice tips or confidence things to when you know when you're feeling like we all have a day where you just feel a bit oh shit hard to get in the zone what what do you do to turn things around like get some jomo and smother it all over you no i'm (laughs) bathe in jomo for sure um my i'm trying to think if i don't feel if i don't feel that confident i'll tell myself fuck it no one cares get on with it like I'm quite yeah. more a bit more not brutal about it, but you I'm give like give yourself a bit of tough chat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm much better with that chat. Bella does it to me. I do that. She, uh, when I was going through a breakup, done about five hundred, but I'm back with a boyfriend. Um, Bella was like, "Get a grip," and like this, and she'd, she'd sit, shout at me. And honestly, it worked though, because then I was like, "Yeah, you're fine." But I think like, <laughs> my I, I don't care. He's had enough air time. Yeah, that's it. Literally, obviously, I've got a real soft side. I'm no, obviously a hardcore. I'm a hardcore this bitch. Was, this was two weeks every day of crying. All right, so <laughs> it was deserved. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I yeah. I'm one of those people, I think I used to be so insecure and worry so much what other people yeah. think. So that if this, you're one of those people who does overly overthink way too much about that sort of thing, it's just, I just think, yeah, don't know. Fuck it. Um, so mine would be... Not as, not as aggressive as mine. <laughs> um, the one thing that I found really helped and still helps now is... Um, finding gratitude so what I used to do and actually still when I'm having wobble days I'll be like right pull yourself together and it could just be one thing that you find but have your little book like a really little note you know what actually that really helped me and you said it to me one day and I was driving in the car and you said something like even if it's like the sun on your face I remember yeah finding gratitude yeah so to find something that you're grateful about that's happened that day however big or small like for me it sometimes would have been like when I was ill oh I took myself to the loo I didn't have to have help that mm. small um and then something that hasn't happened yet that you feel grateful for so you embody that feeling and you have one page of things that have happened one page of like your i don't know whatever you want to call it things that fill your soul that yeah. you're like dreaming of but you've got to really feel it like it's happened um and just in the morning set yourself up or in the evening when you get into bed and that would be my thing that actually helps me the most and I, like i said there's not yeah. one thing one thing fits all, it's whatever works for you. But That's good, it's that expression of it, actually writing things down and visualising them and see it kind of, it lets things go, doesn't it? But it also lets you kind of see them too. So you say in front of you, so it's actually like... And reminding yourself that actually yeah. there is something good, there will be something good that has happened that day. Mm. Waking up and getting out of bed, whatever it is, yeah. you, you have to dig deep and find something. One thing. A bottle of Jomo in your side drawer. <laughs> I've got mine. Thank you for bringing it to me. I will, well, I'll try it. We can't wait to hear your feedback. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to try it. Like, can't Bathing in that. This is amazing. So, yeah. But, yeah, thank you, girls. Oh, You've been amazing. No, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, chat thank you. you. Just so thinking much. you should be a life coach, honestly. Yeah, I was actually, you're really good. What do you what do you leave from this? Fuck it. Oh yeah, that's great <laughs> yeah. advice. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> actually what I should be saying. <laughs> no. Fuck it. My jumper, by the way, says fuck it right across the front along my my boobs. <laughs> 
No, but it's good advice on both hands. Sometimes you do need to wake up call and think, look, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing. Like you say, people focus on themselves as you should, but everyone else is focused on themselves yeah. too. And not everyone's criticising you as much as you are. Great advice. Yeah, because that's the thing. Everyone's like, I'm like, actually, Jane, no one gives a shit about you because you're, everyone else is thinking the same. Well, about I tell myself that after a night out and I go, it's fine, they were way drunker than you. <laughs> I don't think the same applies, by the way. It's always me. <laughs> I've been in that situation. No, it's also. the worst. But, um, <laughs> that, that gets me through the anxiety in the morning. Anyway. Anyway, thank you so much. That was brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much.